Today's episode is brought to you from the magical mountains and spectacular views of Ibiza retreats. And we're joined by the creators and founders at their wonderful new space. Good morning. Good morning, lovely Joe. Thank you so much for coming back to spend some more time with us. Thank you for inviting me. It's uh, an absolute <laughs> pleasure to have kind of uh, done a sort of wacky races style tour up the mountain to arrive here. It's absolutely an incredible location and obviously well worth the effort to kind of uh, get up this great big hill. Yeah, thanks, Jess. I read a bit of a traffic jam with um, some goats earlier on, so <laughs> <laughs> typical Ibiza commute. Thank you for coming, Jay. Lovely to see you. Lovely to... Well, I've never, ever been up here before and, um, yeah, my jaw kind of hit the floor, really, when I walked through the door. The, the, the view is just unbelievable. What are the mountains directly in front of us? We can see the sea in the distance and is that Formentera or the mainland? That's Formentera, yeah. Yeah, it's just absolutely gorgeous and it's the sun is beaming down on us, which is, um, yeah, just so lovely in the winter. Ibiza in winter, not a lot of people think about coming here at this time of year, which is kind of like an undiscovered secret. Well, it is. And um, I was with my family on the beach yesterday and my husband was swimming in the sea and I was halfway in there. <laughs> and it was so spectacular and so beautiful and the sea is so clear. And it's like you can find these pockets of natural paradise that just embrace you and there's no one else around. We actually just had um, an end of November retreat, a little bliss sanctuary, and it was so gorgeous and it was incredible seeing our guests sunbathing by the pool and swimming in the end of November in Ibiza big smiles on their faces and somehow because it's that much quieter here people can dive deeper into the yoga into the meditations into their work within themselves it was a it was a really deep and beautiful retreat it sounds absolutely delightful I think November is definitely a month when people think that it's a bit of a no-go zone here and it's it's really not that way at all. I can't actually remember a, a cold November or December actually in um, in the five or six years that I've been here. So it's a yeah, it's a magical little spot of paradise that you've got going on here with this wonderful sun terrace. Thanks, Joe. Yeah, I think the thing about the the winter months, you've got that lovely juxtapose of the sunshiny, beautiful, empty beach days, and then the cozy, warm fire warming hearty soups and gorgeous seasonal food in the evening so you've got such a lovely kind of cozy feeling about it and I think Laura's right you can you've got that space to not no distractions nothing to you know not to sunbathe to get your tan or to you're just you're just here to to be and you really can just listen to the silence mm. and the beautiful bird song that we've got going on in the background because we are surrounded by trees and forest and wonderful cactus and some really really stunning nature gorgeous little oranges in bloom also at the end of the terrace there which I just love about this time of year it is it's really special and there's a silence well we've got the bird song that you don't find in the summertime Mm. also for all of us who live here we've got much more time and energy which is really special and this is part of Susie and my mission is to Mm. open up the retreat season more we've been working with the tourist board to do this as well with various other organizations hotels companies on the island to open up these lovely shoulder months especially November and March which are just divine so it's like Ibiza has a second 
spring at this time of year. Mm. I mean, you've seen it, Joe. If you're driving around, you see those flowers in the fields. We've got the pine in the pine forest is flowering at a whole new level. Mm. It's like vibrant and lucid and alive. Mm. So we do barefoot walks up through the forest for this earthing, which is, well, people are recognizing now that scientifically it's being proven that the negative ions of the earth rebalance the excess positive ions in our body. But because we've been wearing rubber-soled shoes, oh, and using a lot of iPhone technology for a long time, um, this has increased the positive ions whilst not letting this exchange happen. So what scientists have been discovering is that by walking on the earth, literally, the earth is rebalancing. And so this has seen to decrease inflammatory diseases. So this means um, arthritis, Mm -hmm. asthma, Alzheimer's. But most of all, on a very basic level, it it decreases your stress levels. So you feel yourself releasing stress. You feel your muscles and your tissues releasing. And when it's that little bit cooler in the morning, it may feel cooler to walk on. But then when you come out of that and your feet are warm again, it's like the prana or the chi rises. So your energy becomes a lot stronger and your immune system's boosted. So it's a win, 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 win and completely simple. So everyone can do that at home as well or find a park near you. We did speak to um, Toby Clark from Walking Ibiza about that exact thing. And um, I actually watched a little documentary about um, a guy who actually kind of puts this um, silver tape over the end of his bed. And he obviously keeps his feet on that and sort of tapes around his ankles. And the connection through those two things. And he runs the tape down then through the bedroom window all the way down to the floor. And actually, he had this like actual contraption that shows that it is actually grounding him through the night, which I think is just amazing. And it is actually scientifically proven that it does reduce a lot of inflammation in the internal organs. I gave that book to Toby, actually. I said to him, you've got to read this book because of all the walking you do. Um, and it is, yeah, if you go onto Earthing, the website, you can find out, yeah, you can, you've got sheets you can put on your bed, you've got special Earthing flip-flops because all of the Havaianas, of course, are rubber. Mm-hmm. So they're preventing you from, from having this negative ion receptivity. They're preventing the exchange and they're quite hot in summertime. So yeah. those are very expensive. There's about 30 euros a pair in Ibiza. I mean, crikey. Go through millions of pairs of through the season so yeah. <laughs> but I think as well just you know when people arrive on a retreat on a very practical level coming from their busy lives they arrive very much in their heads it's true they come and you can see the activity the overthinking the thoughts just literally kind of running through and the first thing we need to do is to ground them and to bring them into their body mm. so they can embody that they can feel again they can and yeah, be embodied. Yeah, absolutely. Mm. And this word embodied, there's, you see this sort of expressed a lot at the moment, and it is literally because we've been running from our heads. We've been so switched on from first thing in the morning, the practice of, mm. of using your iPhone for... Um, for an alarm clock for example and then automatically tipping into whatsapps you immediately go into react Mm. react react when if you can have that in another room and you can just start walking mindfully Mm. from first thing in the morning you're literally coming down into your body which Mm. means that then you're in a a response state rather than a react state that you're in your parasympathetic nervous system Mm. which is in the one in which you rest and digest you can procreate and Mm. this is where you're at your creative best so it's best for learning it's best for creating it's best for working it's best for being happy and harmonious with your Mm. family when everyone has to get out the door by eight o'clock in the morning so yeah it's a practice which actually a lot of our clients have said was the Mm. simplest but the most powerful 
I mean, this is, you know, the end of the season here now. And it's, uh, as we've just been talking about, wintertime is a magical time and it is very relaxing. It's very nurturing the island right now, very nourishing with the kind of blossoms that we're seeing and the nature kind of springing back to life after the recent rains. But I mean, how have you stayed personally grounded through the season? Because obviously running a big business, dealing with a lot of clients who come here with a lot of stress and a lot of work to do on themselves. I mean, how do you kind of stay um, grounded and and sane? (laughs) Oh, well, that's a fine line, isn't it? No, it's, it's funny, actually, because I, obviously I became a mum um, pretty much a year ago, and it's having to look at all of the things that we've taught and the foundation for our retreats throughout, you know, the, the years we've been running them, and to really call upon those things that, you know, it's very easy when life is smooth to forget your practice and to kind of, you know, just go back to old habits and old ways, but when something comes up that really shakes your foundations to your very roots you you need to to call upon those yeah those those methods for sure so for me it's been amazing to have this box of beautiful tricks to call upon so I've tried quite a lot and I've had to really dig deep into that box to to get through yeah I mean it's been an, an enjoyable amazing journey but it you know being a mother and having a business and a husband who works you know really long hours it's it's really hard it's hard so um yeah I'm so grateful to what I've learned and to to what we teach on the retreats and thank you to all those people who've been so amazing on that journey I, I think it is really important you know as a mum to mm. to have that kind of self-care regime in place my friend has a website called the selfish mother and it's all oh. about how mothers need to obviously look after themselves first. And I think yeah. a lot of women don't want to book a retreat because they feel like it's totally self-indulgent and how could they possibly go away and leave baby or small children and, mm-hmm. you know, and then kind of do something so um, extravagant for themselves. And actually the fact of the matter is that, of course, the more you look after number one, the more you have to give to the rest mm-hmm. of your family, your loved ones and your children. So it's, it's not selfish, despite popular, contrary to popular belief. Well, it's really, I've just written a, an article for Yoga Magazine a few months ago about this, about shifting the self-care mm-hmm. to the self-care-ish paradigm, because... You know, we've come through years and years and hundreds of years, centuries of conditionings about putting ourselves second. It was very much a religious paradigm. And that the mother who's always, and the woman who is always giving so much, and many men have been stepping up to do this as well, but it is naturally part of, of how we are created is to nurture and to nourish. But it has to be for us first. It's that very simple oxygen mask metaphor that we have to have like the trees around us we have to have the space to expand who we are and to explore different areas that bring us joy and happiness and fulfillment we need to nourish ourselves first so that we can grow wider branches and give more shade and bear more fruit we need to have enough sunshine not just enough vitamin Mm -hmm. d but enough brightness in our lives and actually we like to also look at the plants because when when they're growing in a forest together they're all seeking the sun And how the rainforests are so abundant. All the plants are seeking the sun and they all develop their own ways to do it. So this is our job on retreats is to empower each person who comes to to recognize what brings what brings them joy where their sunshine where their light is where their ananda is we talk about the anandamaya kosha in yoga which is really your state of bliss and this anandamaya kosha when you're in bliss state then your cells are vibing you're happy everything else is flowing and as you shift yourself and you shift this internal state not only does your wellness expand at every level but suddenly managing managing the children's breakfast for the next three days and this going on and that going on 25 emails and 
this legal issue and that going on and the pump changing. All of it can happen, but because you're in a higher light of vibration. So yes, we're teaching so many great tools mm-hmm. for wellness, but most of all, it's about following your bliss. So yes, selfish, but even beyond that, following your blissness. <laughs> following your blissness. It sounds like a yeah a beautiful path to be treading. I mean, we're heading to Christmas and I kind of wanted to talk to you ladies about sort of self-care regimes because it's quite easy to kind of, you know, veer off the path and um, get involved in, you know, eating heavier foods, feeling heavier yourself, um, which is not never great for ladies' morale, as we know. <laughs> and I think a lot of people really dread Christmas for that particular reason itself. There's a lot of women pressure, who have a... Actually, it's pressure, isn't it? Christmas pressure to do all the events and the eating, the drinking, the... Lots of sedentary as well. Um, I, I think what I meant to sort of finish earlier is it's the idea of when you're in a flow, as Laura's been saying, when you're in a flow in a practice and you're feeling really good, you don't want to do things that make you feel bad because you feel really good and you want to keep feeling good. So, you know, we always talk about, you know, stimulants like on our retreats, we don't serve alcohol or sugar or caffeine or anything like that. And people ask us, well, you know, can I have a drink again? And we're not saying you can't enjoy a drink but I guess the question is when you pick up that glass of wine are you doing it because you're numbing something or it's um or you're feeling low and you want somehow to change that feeling or are you doing it because you're already at a high vibration and that's just in a form of celebration with friends enjoying a glass of champagne is a wonderful thing to do with your friends but drowning yourself in buckets of wine because you feel shit that's a completely different you know so I think having that daily check-in with yourself to really have that connection to who you are and why am I doing this? Is this going to make me feel good? And if it's not, then have the courage and the ability to recognise to say no is okay. So everything's great in balance, right? Mm. Dance all night long, drink green juice all the next day. It's fine. It's all, it's all, it's all fun and games and it doesn't have to be too serious. Mm. What, what's your feeling about Christmas? My feeling? I think that's changed since I've, since I've become a mum. I always used to find Christmas old days. It was just a bit of kind of, you know, overindulgence. But... Now it is the magic. I can see the magic in it again this year. I'm thinking, right, let's. I want to put the tree up and little Christmas stocking for Oryx. Even though he's a little bit young, he likes the wrapping paper. Who cares? That's fine. That's the best bit. <laughs> the box and the wrapping paper. Um, it's. I think Christmas is is about the magic, and actually, it's always been quite important to my family. We're not religious, but I love a good carol. Seriously, get me to church and a good sing along. That's the best bit about Christmas, and just remembering what it's all about. You know the. the that the history of it and the story is so magical. Mm. What about you, Lara? What are you, what, how are you feeling about the uh, the approach to Christmas? Are you getting feeling prepared? I love it. We we have two children now, and it's interesting. The more I've been singing a lot more over the last couple of years, and with my Shruti box, a lot of mantras. I do a lot of sound healing for our guests with other sound healers as well and as Susie was saying a really big part of Christmas for me also is this is the music is the ambience is the atmosphere and the way it helps us all feel lighter more positive more full of hope and I believe in celebration again it's following your bliss it feels so good to decorate the tree and make the house look beautiful and have an abundance of of yes healthy chocolates and we just did a lovely mandarina dipping chocolate festival with lots of children at our house with all of our mandarina trees you know and to celebrate and to enjoy it this is what this is what wealth is this is what true wellness is is real joy so for us absolutely absolutely it's about enjoying this amazing approach to christmas 
but also when you look at the context of the spiritual work we do the way that you know quote unquote the birth of Christ whatever your beliefs are was an amazing alignment of divine events and as we welcome people here to us who have many different you know spiritual disciplines beliefs and otherwise there is there definitely this sharing of this belovedness of the stars you know that the star shone above his crib well we're all looking to our stars at night we're all wishing on a star i think everyone wishes on a star throughout the year and i think it also unites us across generations across oceans across belief systems it's really a magical time of year and yeah it's lovely to give gifts as well not buying plastic gifts that's for sure but the exchange of giving and receiving of energies with people that you love yeah, we're on it. We've got our team celebration tomorrow morning, yeah. so we're looking forward to that. I think one of the biggest gifts that you gave this year was actually to us at the Reset Rebel to offer a free place um, for somebody listening to this podcast to come and join us here on this magical island. And sitting up here right now, I'm like, wow, uh, that was the biggest gift of all. I know it was actually a different venue because you have had more than one. But um, it's, yeah, I mean, I just wanted to come up here first and foremost really to say thank you for that gift and I know that Jane had the most transformative experience and she wrote me the most beautiful email and she said it was actually life-changing I mean as a mum of three and someone who's not got a lot of time for herself as we were just discussing it feels like that was just you know the most amazing thing that you could have done for her so I just wanted to say a massive massive thank you for that and um and how was it to have Jane? She's awesome she came in you know, as full-on mother, and, and this is, and as a single mother, you know, she was really in warrior mode, and we have a lot of men and women who come here in warrior mode, nervous system on fire, you know, and with, without breaking confidentiality, you know, because this was her journey, she really needed to rest at every level. And from that place of resting, the inner space opens up and you can hear your Vinyana Maya Kosha. You can tune in to your inner wisdom. And once that's harnessed, like Susie was saying, and you feel so good and you remember this good feeling. As she said, she's made changes which have really lasted. She hasn't been tempted to go back into any ways of propping herself up because she knows she's already got it. And she's an incredible being. So, yeah, it's about being a warrior sometimes in our life, but it's also about knowing when to rest, knowing when the warrior needs to retreat Mm -hmm. and knowing when we need to just be in ourselves and listen to that wise woman. So she also brought a a really positive energy to the group. She, She came in great gratitude and she's really inspired us. We're now welcoming philanthropically several guests a month to our retreats so she brought so much positive energy to the group because she came as a elected individual especially chosen individual we've been able to welcome other people who who've really 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 needed it um, and wouldn't have the accessibility and so for Susie and myself and our team this really resonates at a deep, deep purpose level and we're very grateful to be able to offer these experiences more far and wide. I mean, the reason I kind of set up this podcast was exactly that, to give back to the island this year in in the aftermath of having my own retreat space and not being able to run such um, 
bargain basement uh, offering basically which is what I was doing and what I loved about running that house was to to be able to offer somewhere incredibly affordable and it attracted people that really really needed it and I, I loved doing that so much and that's kind of when I what I wanted to do with this podcast this year was to to help those kinds of people still but unfortunately not having the actual physical space myself made me obviously reach out to all the wonderful people that I've met along the way here in Ibiza and it just yeah it just felt like really really beautiful to be able to give that gift to Jane and um yeah it just really warmed me and actually brought me to tears really to read her email and all the other ones that we've had this this summer from um, the people that have reached out to us on this podcast so um yeah it is great to give back to the island this island gives us so much I mean we sit here in the sunshine spectating on the mother nature from afar and it's it's just ridiculous Oh, it's, it's amazing. And I think, you know, the thing about retreats now and the way that we live, it's almost like they're not a luxury now, they're a necessity. And, and we've mm. certainly seen a pattern where people are booking a retreat as their main holiday from their, rather than going to, I don't know, Greece or Mauritius or France. It's It's become something which is their annual holiday that they save up for. It's really about investing in yourself mm. and knowing the value of that investment too. Yes, it might mm. feel... Like it's a lot of money initially, but as Lara says, this is life changing. This is this is how mm. to bring joy into your life on a daily basis, and that is 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 priceless. You know, it really mm. is. I mean, the reason this podcast is obviously called the Reset Rebel is because mm. I think people just need a reset so often yeah. in life these days, and it, it feels rebellious somehow to take that time for yourself and to drop back down and just be. But it mm. actually, it really isn't that rebellious at all. It is really. <laughs> Just something that is actually quite normal to be able to take space for your time and remember how good it feels to feel good. Absolutely. And, you know, I was a bit of a rebel when I was younger. No, I was quite a lot of a rebel. and <laughs> That's what I've heard. <laughs> <laughs> and there will always be that, that rebellious teenager part of me. And I've learned to embrace her. Um, because actually, for me, going checking into the spa for the day has that extra tinge of deliciousness because it still feels a little bit just rebellious enough that the children are somewhere else and my husband's somewhere else and I've got my iPhone off and I'm I'm really taking time for myself. And that does feel a little bit extra good because it does still feel a little bit naughty. But... Um, this is something that I'm in the process of doing always. I think it's about resetting, like Susie says, on an annual basis because our life is constantly spinning and changing and transforming around us. And we have to take this time each year to go, okay, how are all my plates? Are they spinning in, spinning in synchronicity? Which ones are smashing? Which ones do I need some, some guidance and help? Which ones don't I need to be spinning anymore? What can I let go of? What's really serving me? Which colours do I enjoy the most? How can I you know use new tools and techniques and amazing healing and wellness technologies to 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 make this easier and more joyful and so for me as well I have to have my my retreats I go on a retreat every three months and I go on as retreats within the island as often as I possibly can do because I know not only does it up my ability to care for myself and have the clarity the insights and the wisdom it also expands my love it expands my heart it enables me to think from my heart a lot more than from my head. People may go, ah, oh, but you need both. Yeah, you need both. But when it's first coming from your heart, we're feeling into uh, options and solutions which are more collaborative, 
which are harmonious, which are compassionate, and which have the greater good at heart and mind. And these will always be solutions which are the best for our world. So, you know, in these times of great change, which everyone's feeling at a macro and micro level, we're also seeing a lot of people coming here on retreat with us who are also looking to want to give back in their work, who are not just coming to retreat, but they're actually at turning points in wanting to, to really shift on their axis mm. and pivot to do something more purposeful. So we have a lot more coaching in our retreats now as well, and we always have back-to-life coaching. So we're making sure that people are leaving with strategies to reset and continue to reset mm. <laughs> and with follow-up Skype so that everyone can also support each other post-retreat because as you know Joe, when when a, a circle of people is in circle what's absolutely incredible as well is the energy the magic that happens within the group how they're all supporting each other and masterminding each other the whole time as well so we're in an ever-expanding community. We're just reinforcing our Ibiza Retreats community with closed community groups where we're upping our resources, which these podcasts are going to be going into. Mm -hmm. And we've been really inspired as well by all of your work, and we're really happy to be working with you into mm -hmm. the future so that we can offer more valuable podcasts too. Mm -hmm. So, I think that you. really resonates what you're Thank you, by the way. But I, I feel like it really resonates in terms of... Um, this idea that yeah people really need these retreats because there's a lot of people I think really waking up and realizing that just doing a run-of-the-mill job or a job that just pays the bills is not enough anymore there's like you know with the age of social media and this expansion of consciousness that people are kind of witnessing that giving back feels so much better than kind of doing something that they're maybe not so passionate about so this is a space where people can come and, and kind of have a really good look at that. And I think sometimes you need to take a step back and get into a different realm to kind of really appreciate and, and get perspective on what it is that you really want to, to be doing. And I think, you know, anxiety, depression, and a lot of those things come from people that feel that they don't have an actual purpose. purpose. And I, I kind of, you know, have you ever been in a kind of a, I mean, we've talked about this previously briefly on the other podcast, but like, you know, I think a lot of people probably put people that are doing the kinds of work that you guys do on a pedestal. I mean, have you been through those kinds of situations yourself? Sure. I think I wouldn't be sitting here now if I hadn't had the experience of pretty full-on anxiety in my sort of early 20s. And I, I did what many people do and I masked it with alcohol, drugs and, you know, all sorts of things I really shouldn't be doing because it just made it worse, you know. But that was all I knew how to do then and I didn't have the tools and I didn't have the experience or the courage to try something new um but so that that's me and, and, and we see it now and what the amazing thing is is just seeing the people who return to us year on year who've come in times of crisis to us who really have been you know they've come we've had to sort of hold them at the door and carry them in and then you know and watch them grow and watch them change their lives I mean watch them give up the things that are not serving them anymore and watch them create space in their lives for new amazing jobs new relationships families yeah. I mean it's just it's just humbling and awe-inspiring and heartwarming to see these people come back year after year and who now you know we can we can see on power of social media what they're doing it's just it's yeah. just amazing and I, and I think many of our most of our team in fact probably all of our team have also come from a place of experience to to be able to do what they do really really well because they do actually understand what it feels like to be in your low ebb you know mm. to be feeling lost and feeling a bit or very ungrounded so yeah 
What's your go-to tool for if you're feeling sort of starting to feel anxious or panicky? Because I know that you do still, particularly as a young mum, still experience that quite, quite, you know, regularly. Yeah. I mean, I just have to go and get get some space and time. To go to a yoga class is the best thing I can do and just kind of, I do my own practice, of course. But to get out there and have some space for myself and just get on my mat and move my body is, for me the most simple and the purest form to get back into myself every time it's just like okay I'm here I'm not I'm pointing to my head (laughs) I'm I'm in my heart I'm hands on my heart right now so you know it's it's really important to recognize that and what works for you and that's different for everyone else Mm. absolutely and this individualized approach is something Mm. which we have been fine-tuning day after day week after week year after year our team offer a fully integrated approach and this is something which I think as a team also makes it so so magical so special because we learn so much every retreat is so incredibly unique Mm. because we're learning from each person's journeys we're doing an immense amount of preparation work depending on what people's individual needs are when they're coming you know whether it's anxiety panic attacks depression life change career change coming out of relationships post-cancer mm-hmm. we're able to really tailor make their programs and also tailor make the yoga flows in the morning so we'll you know we, we have a program we have a journey that that each retreat is specialized for but one thing that we've realized over the last year we've been taking a lot of client feedback is how many of our clients are also wanting to become yoga teachers mm. or to enter energy mastery trainings or otherwise they're wanting to become um, not just not just recipients, but really activators. And so we're launching um, a yoga teacher training at the end of October next year, um, which Susie and I are, we're the wing women for an incredible yoga teacher, more information to be released mm-hmm. shortly, with guest teachers from the Faculty of Yoga Campus that run the top clinical yoga therapy training in Europe as well. So we're going to have an amazing faculty for it, but which is very much with the transformational and therapeutic undertones and overtones of the Abith retreats model with lots of bliss all the way through mm. and we who's the yoga teacher that kind of inspired you to want to become a yoga teacher yourself Lara <laughs> yoga yoga itself I mean I've trained in many different areas from shadow yoga to Shivananda to Iyengar to Vinyasa flow um, and actually it was it was a back to yoga guru where I received something, I received the Shakti part, and that was in New York um, when I was in my early 20s. And it was such a visceral experience of the Kundalini energy. And this was in satsang. You know, we often think who's inspired us in yoga because who taught us in asanas that really, well, that would be my first teacher of the shadow yoga lineage because it was just phenomenal. And that was also like my my break in my breakthroughs. But really, it was um, this amazing guru, Baba Ganapati, and it was the love. And it was the satsangs and it was the karmic devotion, karma yoga devotion, which I felt. And that for me is what really seeds the way we we offer the yoga here. It is devotional. It's about devoting your practice to yourself on a daily basis and through yourself to the world around you. And so, yeah, I've trained with many amazing teachers in Sydney, in New York, in, in, in London, of course, in Ibiza. And teachers around me inspire me all the time. Susie inspires me when she teaches me. Karina inspires me when she teaches me. Lara inspires me when I t- when she teaches me. Whenever I'm taught by a teacher who's really teaching from their authentic self, because this is what they passionately believe in, that for me is inspiring. 
but most of all it began with the love this deep deep love for and this learning of, of really taking care of oneself and that we are a reflection of the world around us and vice versa and that our mat our mat is something we can roll out set up our puja and we can take it with us anywhere in the world we can do it as Susie would say every damn day and that shifts our entire perspective and our entire world and life experience I mean, it is, yeah, the, the most easily transportable kind of tool that one can take anywhere in the world. It's like, you know, packing your trainers, obviously, you can go out for a run. But, you know, on a different note, it is great to just to be able to throw a mat in your suitcase, as I'm about to do when I head back to England for the month of December and then off to India in uh, January and February, which I can't wait to share some retreats as well. And I think, you know, it is just one of those things that is just so easily accessible. And mm-hmm. and people sometimes just don't think that it's really that necessary to maybe, you know, roll out the mat in the morning. I often leave mine actually out in the I middle do. of the kitchen or <laughs> yeah. to remind myself the next like morning that. when I trip yeah. over it making a cup mm-hmm. of tea that it's time to actually do something for myself before I start giving to everybody else within my day. Mm-hmm. I think that's where the, the blocks can occur, though. You know, I think people think that you you must spend an hour and a half doing a power vinyasa flow every morning to have ticked the yoga box, and as that that immediately puts kind of you know pressure pressure exactly on something that should be beautiful. And I think that all the other things that we teach and the foundation of our principles lie on the fact that yoga is not just about the the asana not about the physical it's really about the way that you live your life and honestly these days my yoga can sometimes be whilst putting making a cup of tea I'm you know reaching over stretching okay asana's ticked but the yoga is also finding that time in the morning to meditate and to be in the best place for my son for my business when I sit at my computer it can be five minutes but that makes Mm -hmm. all the difference it's just finding a ritual that you can adhere to that doesn't feel like a pressure Mm. that nourishes you whether it is just taking five minutes if you're in the bathroom perhaps it has to be there because you're so busy that's all you can do but that's enough just to ensure that you're connected to you you know Mm. to what you really need to get from your day and who you are that's Mm. that's yoga that's the way to live your life What are your self-care tips for Christmas, Lara? Well, you know, people really are getting incredibly strung out with all the pressure of finishing off all their work before Christmas, getting all the food in, buying all the presents, Mm. and then, you know, obviously going to be preparing everything and slaving away. If if people literally just reach tipping point overload, what's, you know, what's your kind of good little uh, bit of (laughs) advice that you can dish out here on this podcast? I had the blessing of being in Israel last December for an incredible retreat, ceremonial retreat for my my dear friend um, an amazing music shaman laor and one of the things which i loved so much was this sense of community i was there over hanukkah and it was this sharing that it is not just about you we can be quite isolationist and in the way we think mm-hmm. our, our ego thinks i have to do this i have to do that it's all on me gosh yeah it's easy to fall into that one but actually to do it in community, divide and conquer. And everyone loves the joy of peeling the potatoes or, you know, <laughs> my dad's definitely always on the mulled wine, always on the mulled wine. He's the mulled wine. We were actually doing this with this weekend going, okay, let's strategize. It is, it's about creating a strategy so that you can do it with joy or just not do it at all, you know. Mm. And sometimes less is more. You know, I have a lot of friends who go and work in soup kitchens because they're actually, do you know what? I don't enjoy all of 
da 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 da. I don't enjoy the stress. I'm just going to go and serve. Mm. So great, do that. Or otherwise, get together, make it about what it's supposed to be about, which is love, which is coming together, which is celebration, mm. which is family. And how can you make it easier? And, you know, presents. Maybe it's not about running around town getting presents. Maybe it's about donating goats to families. You know, Oxfam has amazing gift aid solutions. Mm. You know, do things that make you feel good whilst you're doing them. Let's all avoid packaged gifts which come in plastic. Please, please. Let's make make sure that these gifts which are useful, because one of the things that we're doing a lot of in Ibiza is simplification. Again, this is also part of the path of yoga, this cleansing, this clearing, this purification. So how can what you give be meaningful? How can it have value? And then the energy which we put into it has a whole other shape and form. And it isn't stressful anymore. It is a joyful journey. Yeah, I have to agree with you there. And I love the fact that Susie's uh, chilling there in the sunshine, (laughs) looking like a sort of a a little cat preening in the uh, the wonderful rays of the morning but you've got this um love ibiza now t-shirt on which is um a big movement here in, on the island mm. i don't know if you want to tell us about that <laughs> your oh, t-shirt sorry, and the, uh, the she's she's too busy kind of uh, yeah, well, <laughs> rolling her sleeves I, up I know, a bit more I to catch some more sun i love this t-shirt <laughs> and we've been working alongside some of the beautiful um founders of this organization because actually they have managed well they've put a, something into place which is stopping the supermarkets um, produce plastic or or offer plastic bags to shoppers now so it really is about protecting our island and preserving our island and keeping it beautiful so they have lovely things like beach cleans on a weekly basis and absolutely they've they've been going around different restaurants and giving them alternatives so that rather than giving things away in plastic you know we've said no more sushi no more more sushi until sushi is given you know as takeaways in in cartons Piccadilly use recyclables for example in Santa Catrina so we now only if we get takeaways get it from places which have got recyclable mm-hmm. cartons and so Love Ibiza now they're educating they're educating and they're literally providing the, the service providers to the restaurants mm. to be able to use products so which are not made of plastic. So, yeah, like Susie said, no more straws. We've got to drink our drinks with no straws, guys. Yeah. <laughs> it's these really simple, practical, small things which, which on a daily basis we can adhere to, mm-hmm. live in integrity with, yeah. and make lasting change happen. Yeah. It just it just feels like, not me personally, but from what I've been witnessing on Instagram, people trying to follow this path, particularly the yoga teachers that I follow, of doing no plastic, particularly in England, I've, I've kind of watched. It's like, it's really, it's just so, so difficult to live that life where you just literally have no plastic at all. I mean, it's it's a commitment. It's a big one. And it's obviously incredibly worthwhile. I'm coming. <laughs> but it's just, um, Lara pointing a little finger in the air. I love it. Like a disco light. I thought you were doing the uh, disco inferno. It's, um, it's, yeah, it is quite hard work. I mean, it takes a little bit of creativity and it takes a little bit of like extreme wanting to, and t- to be that kind of diligent and, and, you know, love, loving our island, loving our earth and giving, and giving it all a l- little bit more thought basically mm. is what it requires because, you know, be prepared or prepared to fail if you want to go plastic free. You really have got to pack yeah. the right equipment, the right things in the car. Um, and I think that that is, yeah, a beautiful thing. Like you said, it's the, it's the yoga of devotion. It's back yeah. to yoga yeah. to want to go plastic free, to actually take the time to put that effort in yeah. to be able to achieve that mm. is definitely exactly that. It is back to so one of our one of our guests, who again, as we've been giving back to the island at the end of the season, we, we were really happy to welcome Sandra Bibbiniste up here 
to receive a morning of sound bath and yoga and brunch. And, and she's, for those that don't know, she's head of the Ibiza Preservation Fund mm-hmm. and works tirelessly. And I mentioned to her that Susie and I are really wanting to upgrade our conscious catering mm-hmm. to be as plastic-free as possible. And we've always been locally sourced, but to, again, up this by another 50%. Mm-hmm. And she put us in touch with the very wonderful Gabby, mm-hmm. who is finishing off a website right now. So everyone look out for this. It's called Ibiza produce and she has brought together all of the local farmers on the island who are farming local organic so that we can then for next year literally use 90% of farm bought produce and produce which is brought over to Ibiza in large sacks because one of the things that we saw is that our wonderful amazing chefs were limited by what they could purchase things in so there was still a lot of plastic coming through the kitchens because they couldn't buy the rice or the quinoa in other than plastic options so Gabby is her, she's like a she's giving us the direction now like a conscious catering director to be able to just as you said Joe take the time and energy initially to be able to be strategic and and make it any way our bodies need to eat seasonally it can look beautiful to have raspberries and blueberries on top of your porridge in November but they will have been flown in from I don't know Costa Rica they come in plastic packets so it's also for us we're educating our clients as well that things can be beautiful things can be delicious things are more delicious and they're better for you when it's local and it's seasonal well nothing makes me more happy when I kind of come out and park my bicycle in the back garden in the morning and after I've been to the gym and then there's like literally an orange tree hanging over my bike and you know part of me sort of thinking or planning about what I'm going to eat and I'm like that's breakfast it's right there in front of my nose and it's exactly that it's so tasty because it is coming off a tree seconds before it's going in my face and that is a great thing and I'm so grateful that we have all these lemons and oranges right now it's just like a wonderful wonderful thing it is as you said before as well mandarin season that's one of my favorite things about Christmas time or clementines we're moving towards the end of our time on this podcast is there anything else you want like a little Christmas message you wanted to share or any other tips or advice or we've got probably about three minutes precisely Christmas tips for advice oh goodness me I think I think following on what Lara said just don't put too much pressure on yourself and we say it a lot to ourselves we ask ourselves is it a pleasure or is it a pressure and if it feels like a pressure maybe you don't need to do it maybe you don't need to do it at all you can just simplify what you do and I think yeah if you do find yourself in overwhelm just step away for a moment just go and have that time for yourself for sure Lara, any final words for us on the Reset Rebel podcast? Mm-hmm. Yeah, enjoy the journey. Yeah. Uh, again, gosh, that sounds like such an American strapline, but actually it's because <laughs> it's true. <laughs> you know, this is this is what this time is all about. And um, to take time also at uh, this time of year just to really value these people in your life who are also your radiators mm-hmm. who bring you joy. Take time to enjoy them for... For who they are, appreciate what we have, gratitude. We talk about it all the time, this attitude of gratitude, but it does, it, it really starts to enable us to become more abundant from the inside out, to become these lovely orange clementina trees with lots of fruit to share. So I think this is this would be my rec- greatest recommendation, this attitude of gratitude this Christmas time. We're so, so fortunate to be living in peace here. And yeah, that inner journey to peace can seem 
incredibly challenging, but one step at a time, one Mandarin at a time, one gratitude at a time. I'm just so grateful to have my both my parents still on this planet. That's like the biggest thing that always goes on my gratitude list um, on a weekly basis. And it's just like, you know, obviously Christmas can seem like an effort, but the fact that you've got a healthy family and they're all there gathered with you, no matter what's going down, it's actually like just enjoy the process, enjoy the journey, whether it is a few little spats here and there or a little whatever's going on, you know, you just put that stuff to bed, put it aside and just really appreciate that whole experience because it is amazing. We're just so lucky to all be together and have that community so clementine by clementine we shall be um sharing our wonderful fruits i'm sure again on these podcasts and um, thank you so so much for for making the time and um, for inviting me up to this incredible space here at ibiza retreats thank you so much joe we love you have a wonderful wonderful onward journey thanks jojo have an amazing winter we'll see you soon we'll see you in 2019 thank you so much for joining us here on the reset rebel podcast reset rebel it's the reset rebel it's the reset rebel it's the reset rebel coming to you every day